The following show will contain spoilers, but trust us, you'll want to hear about it anyway. You little turds are going to have to learn you can't run from the ice cream man! Welcome to Subversive City. These films risk causing harm! They should be burned! I'd like to do any of these two guys at the same time. What? Hell yeah! I don't owe you any book. No more books! Hello and welcome back to the show, everybody. You are here for the second episode dropping today. As I've already explained, apologies for um, the last week's delay. So you're getting two for the price of one this week. (laughs) And we are bringing up the rear with Faces of Death from 1978. The uh, so far the only documentary in our show thus far and to talk about this uh milestone in 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 cinema shock lore is returning specialist of enduring the most heinous (laughs) shit i can throw at him devin how are you devin i'm terrible (laughs) (laughs) that's great so uh, so you had heard of faces of death correct Oh, okay. I thought I had heard of Faces of Death, but w- what I saw was not at all what I expected to see. I see. Okay, so uh, so you had never you've heard of it, um, but you weren't quite sure what it was. You had a certain impression, and then you saw it finally. So it sounds like it wasn't as heinous as you imagined it. Is that what it is? Or yeah, I thought it was. Um individual small videos of just people murdering people <laughs> like running you know, through a no <laughs> oh, man that that is what the internet is now <laughs> yeah <laughs> well I, I think there's something called is it traces of death it, there's something yes so faces of death kicked off the whole thing for a little bit of history here on everybody my, my loose history guide here is uh yeah so faces of death kind of kicked off the whole trend of these shockumentary things uh late 70s throughout the 80s and then the 90s but it really didn't catch fire until the vhs market when faces of death was released on vhs and then you had a whole slew of imitators including as you mentioned traces of death and faces of gore things like that which uh, they all were just compilation videos of newsreel footage, you know, of accidents happening, people getting caught, sports injuries, and obviously deaths and things like that. So, Faces of Death, before we get too far into this, it it sort of stands apart because it, it took something that had been done previously in the 60s with Mondo Kane, and then it decided... You know, as the the cinema of the 70s was getting more extreme, well, what can we do that people haven't seen? And they thought, well, let's try adding human death into this. And what you get is this pseudo-documentary that is supposedly a meditation on death and what that means. And what you get is, unfortunately, a series of animal uh, injuries, a lot of staged and kind of hokey special effects, and some still photography. And it is, look, today's measure of fucked up this there's still some stuff in here that's pretty strong but overall uh as i read online somewhere you can find things worse than this by clicking on the wrong link on youtube sometimes 
So, you know, that's true. But what's interesting about Faces of Death is if you grew up as a Generation Xer or even the early, early, early millennial, like the very early reaches of that generation, you have heard of this movie to some degree. And it was usually in murmurs. And you, if you ever heard of it, it was because a friend's brother showed it to them or somebody had gotten their hands on a copy at the CD video store because... It had been touted as being a collection of actual death footage, which, as time has revealed, most of it, if not all of it's staged, um, and it's just recreating what actually did happen to people, but you're not seeing the actual uh, death on camera. So, before we dive any further, just, what are you here for? So, this is Subversive Cinema. I'm your host, Art, and I'm here to talk about the weird, wacky, and downright wrong entries in the history of cinema, and we look at the subversive sauce. We try to figure out what makes these movies so tangy, so spicy, so unique, and so different, if at all? And that's what Devin's here to do. So today, as I said, Faces of Death, 1978, directed by John Allen Schwartz, who went under a pseudonym for pretty much everything he did in the movie. He uh, went by something, some other name. And so let's let's talk about this. So before we get into... The, 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 the structure's going to be a little weird. Typically, we talk about character, story, and what the fuck. Characters, there are some. Story, there is none. What the fuck? There's certainly a few. So sure. we're, we're going to gloss right over the story part when we get there. But let me ask you, Devin, a little bit more. What uh, your, your total experiences, other than imagining it to be just a, a strand of snuff films, I mean, it, was that really the only limit to what you heard? Because, I mean, I know you had the expectations about the monkey brain scene. You, you heard some things. So I, I heard about the monkey brain scene. Um, I just thought that was one, uh, maybe even lighter part than the rest of just seeing a man's head crushed under a tire or just, I, just, I think my imagination went crazy with me. And so I went in just bracing myself, said, I'm not sure what the hell I'm going to see. I'm not, you know, I'm just, you know, it's, it, it's actually kind of late tonight. Hopefully I'll be able to get to sleep after this. And uh, it, it was not the experience I expected. Well. I mean, <laughs> so I guess what what experience did you have? Uh, so, okay. So I went through a couple of different phases. It started off, you know, I had my guard up. You know, it, it starts with like open heart surgery and a bunch of doctors. I'm like, okay, this is, this is the milder part. We're going to get into some crazy shit. And then, you know, the person dies. I'm like, okay, cool. All right. And then there's some, just some wacky, just in your face music that just feels honestly super out of place yes that was something i was gonna mention was the music was so fantastically juxtaposed against what the images are that is a recurring theme in this movie i was like what the, who greenlit this fucking score all right moving on to the next scene and so the doctor comes off and he, he, like, he takes his bloody clothes off and he just walks into a room and he turns into the camera and i was like wait what the fuck uh, and he starts talking to the to the audience about death and about, you know, he's, he's a pathologist, I believe. And it, it's, it's supposed to be, I guess, like a deep feeling conversation with the audience. But I was like, what the hell is going on? And then it gets very clinical. <clears throat> starts off pretty clinical. It gets into, uh, you know, like morgues, just cadavers, a, a few other just semi-regular deaths. And honestly, at that part, 
I started dozing off. I was like, oh, this is not, <laughs> this is not uh, uh, the fright night I was expecting. I'm, I'm sitting there I'm like, oh man, okay, this is, but you know what, honestly, it's, it's kind of interesting. It's more uh, a structured thing to kind of talk about different ways that people die. Okay, I'm in. And then it gets into a few scenes that are so poorly acted and so obviously staged that I full on checked out. Like, so oh, the- well, we're, we're going to dive into that in a second, because that actually gets me excited uh, for the character section. So oh my God. let me just say that this film, it's a story about animals dying, people dying, meditations on dying, and really weird music choices. So that's yeah. what it is. So let's talk characters, because we actually do have characters since so much of this was staged. My favorite character off the top of my head, right off the bat, was the reporter, quote-unquote. Oh, man. (laughs) Talking to the folks in Florida or wherever about the alligator, and he has some of the worst hair and the tightest pants. I mean, it's like he's just rocking full moose knuckle. There's one testicle on either pant leg, and he doesn't even sound like... This is, he sounds like this is the first time he's ever picked up a microphone. This is what the guy sounds like. Channel 9 Action News. I'm here today with Mrs. Ellis. Mrs. Ellis, as well as several other area residents, are having problems with what they consider to be a menace. Mrs. Ellis, can you tell me about that problem? Yes, I'm very concerned. We've got a big alligator out there in that lake, and I'm really worried about it. Well, that is some stellar, stellar acting. But yes, I love him because he just doesn't seem to be at ease or comfortable at all in what he's doing. Everything seems awkward about him. And then again, there is the moose knuckle. So it is some of the worst acting I have seen. And we've, we've talked about some pretty bad movies so far uh, (laughs) with some pretty bad acting. And this is this guy, this must be his first day doing anything, Uh, (laughs) acting, living, just reading anything off a piece of paper. It's like, this is so goddamn bad but I, I i i later read that this movie was banned in multiple countries and i was like fucking ow how is this not the most boring comedy i have ever seen in my entire life this <laughs> who who thought this was not granted i'm seeing this through the eyes of a grown man in 2022 yes. obviously special effects have gotten significantly better and you know my suspension of disbelief has significantly declined because of that but this was bad like he was just like like if at any point you thought this was real that is the point where you're like this is absolutely this is absolutely not true like this is not actually happening in real life right now this is stupid so what's interesting about that is this exact same thing came up in conversation when we were doing cannibal holocaust and the reason is you know cannibal holocaust when it came out the found footage sequences, even though it's nestled within very much a narrative film, they elicited so much controversy because people thought what they saw was real, that this film crew was being murdered. So this, now this movie's coming out two years earlier, and the the realization that Jan and myself had while we were discussing this is you have to think about the time and place in which this came out, that this is an era where you saw a movie in one of two places, in the theater or on television if they happen to be showing it. But that was, that was not as often. So really, you just see it in, in a theater. And at that time, without knowing what was on the horizon as far as technology, you could go see a, a film, and that might be the only time you would ever see it in your entire life. 
unless you went back to the theater repeatedly. So it's a novel experience. It's a rare experience, generally, you know, uh, considering all other factors. So and it was just so unknown and unheard of that, I, look, today, you're right, watching it now, it's cartoonish, it's kind of silly. But for the time, it was something that nobody had seen. Like, audiences were not used to this at all. Sure. And now I'm realizing watching this how Cannibal Holocaust probably took a page from this film as far as how to sell the gimmick, if it were, you know, to put it one way, which is you feature actual violence alongside of the fantasy violence. So Cannibal Holocaust, they accomplished the, the verisimilitude by having actual animal death on camera, which therefore made the audience say, well, if the animals were really killed, then therefore the effects I'm seeing are people being really killed. Now, those effects were substantially better than this, I'll say. Okay. But it's the same effect in this movie. With I mean, and they start this documentary with animal life. They start with, uh, you know, once you get through the pathology and the medical stuff, you start in the slaughterhouse and in tribes and farms, and you watch how animals are treated. And that's actual stuff. And then right. we get into the human element. Oh and then gosh. that's when we get some really staged, cheesy stuff of, you know, the, the monkey was staged, even though that was animals. Then you got, a, a, and again, they, they duck it. See, they start sneaking in the, the uh, effects. So you have actual animal violence with the chicken and everything and the slaughterhouse. Then you have the monkey scene, which is totally staged. And then they bookend that with the seal clubbing sequence, which, oh man, I totally forgot about that. That was rough to watch. <laughs> it was. It's just like, dude, they're like, they're, they're odd looking dogs. And that's all I felt was all oh, fuck. And then you see a field of them just skinned. It was, it was pretty upsetting. Just hundreds of, of hundreds. seal pelts. It and then we cool. go to the alligator sequence, which is cartoonish oh. because I love watching this sheriff come up and he gets out a fucking lasso. Because to me, if it's a 15-foot 15 15 alligator or whatever, yeah, I'm going to throw a little twine lasso around it, and that's going to do it. Oh, my God. I feel they came grossly underprepared for this encounter. It, 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 and to circle back to the, to the slaughter stuff, now, it, it was not, obviously, at all enjoyable to watch. But that's where I got into the part where it felt very clinical. He was really just explaining... Uh, real things that happened. It wasn't uh, savagery. It wasn't, you know, this brutality. It was just that that's literally what happened behind the scenes. That's where your steak is coming from. That's where, you know, all this different kinds of meat is coming from. I, you, in the movie, you watch a woman cut a, a rooster's head off. Um, that happens in real life. So I'm like, okay, okay. So this is, this is the kind of movie. This is going to get into very clinical. And actually, you know what? I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested a little bit, you know, because this is a be you know, more like an actual documentary. Um, yeah, but once they added the human element, it was so obvious. And, and again, it's twenty twenty two now, but it's so obvious that it was staged. For instance, they had the shootout scene. Oh yes, they had the shootout scene. Now the cops are going. A couple of guys are tucking and rolling. I was like, <laughs> man, this is some stage combat one hundred and one right here. I, I like this. But you have you have the camera person who was, I'm assuming, supposed to be a news person, it, it, it running around. The cops don't say anything to this person. He, he's right up in the cop's face. The cop, and it, it almost like looks right at the camera. I'm like, yeah. no, that, okay, okay, listen, this is not believable. Like, guys, come on. Like, 
all you had to have, at least in my opinion, to make me say, okay, maybe this was true, is if the cop was constantly telling me, get the hell out of here, mm-hmm. get, the, get the fuck out of here, back off, this is a serious thing. And he's like, I'm just trying to do the news. And if they just threw that little, little line in, I was like, okay, it makes sense that he's up in their face because he's just this asshole reporter trying to get the scoop. But no, it's just, they're just totally cool, this guy just rolling around up in the cop's face with the trying to shoot a gun at a guy. It's like, man, this is so, this is so obviously not true. Yeah. Again, you know, it's it's a product of the time in how much media and information was available for consumption. And at the time, you had television, you had going to the theater, and then you had newspapers and books. So we consume media on, uh, not even on the daily, on like the hourly, if not the minutely, you know? True. We are constantly seeing footage and we're constantly seeing things happen. When back then... You saw things with your own eyes, and then you would see things in film. So I think that the the overall acumen of what was interpreted as real versus fantasy was much lower for these folks back then because they just didn't have such a huge pool of data to compare it to, you know? Sure. So, for example, that's a great thought because, unfortunately, in today's society, we see plenty of footage of people filming when police are shooting, and we right. see how that goes. Back then, people didn't. So it's the idea that they could actually edit back and forth between angles that we pick up on that. Back then, they wouldn't have even noticed because the movies were more magical. You know, they're like, sure. we didn't even, they didn't notice the edit. So it's one of those, it does not age very well, but it's certainly, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting effort. What about, what about the character of, uh, what was his name? <laughs> the assassin guy. Hold oh on. my God. Let's see. Here he is sitting in this fucking couch, this white couch with all these <laughs> crochet covered pillows. There's a giant horse sculpture. He's, he's messing with some sort of assault rifle and he's wearing a fucking ski mask. And then they muffle his voice. Here he is. Look, he's, he's like doing some sort of Al Qaeda video. And then this is what he, he sounds like. My name is Francois Jardin. I'm a Harold assassin. And that's all he has to say. My name is something Jardin, and I'm a hired assassin. Yeah. And it was, it was like, oh, okay. Because then they had footage of him wherever he was setting up to go murder someone. And then that, during the act of someone getting shot, I was like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Where are these, where is this news, this news crew? If you're there, you're just going to watch this man shoot a man to death? Okay, this is... This is fucking stupid. This is so fucking stupid. Oh, and it was he was trying to be so dramatic. Like, oh man, like this guy, like we actually got an actual assassin guy. Hey, listen, Philip, just put a ski mask on. We'll the Optimus Prime your voice. It's, 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 it's fucking fine, man. He's yeah. like, are you, are you sure? Are you sure? He's like, it's fine. Just fucking say you're Jean Valjean and you and just stroke that fucking gun. He's like, all right, man, I'll do it. And then it made it into the movie. Like, yeah, well, like, you know, it's an indie film for all intents and purposes. That's that's what it is. I, I was reading how the film was actually financed by Japanese investors for the Japanese video market. Really? Because they wanted a film about death. So they hired this small company, and then this is what the result was. So they had, you know, a lot of creative freedom, but also zero oversight. But I have a feeling, again, people didn't really care. What about the criminal who's getting executed by oh, an electric yes. chair? Yes, I've been waiting for you to bring him up. This yeah. was the, okay, okay. So it's, okay, at this point, 
I'm obviously this is all this is all untrue. <laughs> You're not uh, even and, halfway through at this point, too. No, no. <laughs> and you know, it, it, it films a man in jail. He's on death row, and I'm like, okay, all right. You know what? This is I'm going to treat this like a reenactment. You know what? This is a reenactment. Yep. This is fine. So he's smoking a cigarette, and honestly, he doesn't. He does not do a, a terrible job. No. Uh, so, and he, you know, he is there, and, and they start going through the process of how the electric chair works. And I was like, okay, so again, treating it like a reenactment. This isn't that bad of a scene. And then the most slapstick music starts playing. And I was like, do 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 do. I was like, whoa, 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 What the fuck? Like, I felt like someone, like, like it was Three Stooges, and someone was gonna be like on their side spitting in circles. I was like, this is, this is the wrong. This should have been. You've had such over the top dramatic music, and there's wow, all that kind of shit. And then it's just this like just slideshow of silliness while this man has his eyes taped, the foams come out of his mouth and uh, you know they check his heart, he's not dead, so they, they hit him a second time and they just let that, that, that dumbass silly music play. Well, uh, you mean like this? There's like two people fucking in the background right now. This, this is like a Skinamax song, isn't it? The yeah, final trickle like, of blood marks probably... the conclusion to this grotesque execution. <laughs> and I yeah, guess... I like the final trickle of blood to the. <laughs> and, 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 and some of the dialogue that our narrator has is just a hearing. Like this is written to be dramatic, but this is not dramatic. Like your 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 description of it is like oh it's just like I can't even think of a, of a line they have but it's just like ugh dude come on this isn't this isn't, this isn't junior high like but sure you know again different time different age different expectation I, I want to circle back one more time there was one those two times in the movie that I was legitimately uh, uncomfortable okay one was early. And back when they were doing all the animal stuff, and they went to the dog fight. Yeah, but that was one hundred percent faked as well. Oh, was it really? The, yeah. So, and I, 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 but I'll explain how they do that. But go ahead, uh, tell me your thoughts first. Okay, because I was like, I, you know, I, I, I love animals. I understand the idea of slaughtering animals for meat and for resources, and uh, you know, you can chalk that up to a necessary evil. But watching two dogs just you know, try to fight and kill each other, it was. Like, oh man, I fucking hate this. I hate this so much. I don't like this movie anymore. I didn't like it before, but now I dislike this movie. This is fucking it sounds like you, you felt this way about uh, the other couple films too, I feel like. <laughs> There's always a moment. <laughs> well, the last one, I, we watched real footage of the fucking Twin Towers falling. <laughs> so I think I'm in the right <laughs> for, true, for, true. For, being, for being upset. Oh, this time, so I, I, I guess the the newborn porn in Serbian film was upsetting too. I guess the, the newborn porn was not fun. That that whole movie was very upsetting. 
if you I have will... not gone back to back and listened to that episode, you should do that. Hear more about me and Devin talking about Serbian film in season one. Oh but, God! Yes. Yeah, so the for this film, the dog fighting scene that was uh, again staged. It was two pit bulls. They were just playing with each other. Now, how they accomplished it was again through editing. That's what they did. And here's the thing: the trick that I have always had for myself in movies like this from this time period. What makes them effective is the same tactic for Psycho and all these other things. It's not what you show, it's what you don't show. But in doing that, that's how I can tell what's real and what's not. So they don't show in any of the reenactments the actual violence happening. There's always a quick cutaway or a blur or some sort of thing so that they can slide in the gimmick or some VFX or whatever. And it's so. And what they do is they they expect your mind to paint in the details. So you're watching these two dogs go at each other, and the way they're editing it, and how they slowly introduce footage of them with some blood on them. You swear you just saw one get bitten or get cut or whatever. And then the very last frame, it's actually a still frame of the dog laying there, and they freeze it so that you don't see it panting. But that's mm. how that works. So it looks like it's dead. So that was, again, two pit bulls playing, and they just staged the whole thing. But that's how I could tell throughout any of this when something was fake or not, was when you don't see it clearly. Because in my travels throughout life and being a product of the internet, I have had the unfortunate experience, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, of seeing lots of heinous things on camera. And when you see actual violence and death occur on camera there isn't a cutaway it there's no need to dress it up or hide it because the horror of what's happening is the horror you don't have to generate tension by editing away so that's easy for me to tell with stuff like this but for all the things that are fake there are plenty of real things and i'm not talking about just the animal stuff i want to talk now i'm just going to slide right into the wtf i want to talk about the snake jesus people I love Fire Preacher, who's, like, doing a fire cleanse. I like how the whole gaggle of them there, like, they've got maybe 13 teeth between all of them. Oh, it's so bad. It's just amazing to watch these people dance and spasm and throw rattlesnakes at each other. It's it's just a... And that that is 100% real. Like, you can see these are actual people. They're not actors. They're not faking it. They... I feel like this footage is even from some time older than 78. It feels like this is almost from the 60s. Yeah, this looked like, like it was real. But, uh, I, I was so conditioned to, to, to realize that this whole movie was fake. I was like, ah, look, ah, this, this, this looks real. Because yeah, there are no teeth in this man's face. And these are living snakes. These aren't like they're holding it and it's cut away. Like I'm seeing the snake moving around. I'm like, holy crap. Um... Yeah, that's uh, what what the fuck? Maybe how do you stage this? I don't I don't fucking get it. Uh, so that's interesting to know that I, that actually was real and it wasn't another staged. Uh, yeah, uh, and they they did a lot of stuff throughout here that could easily be a big WTF. I mean, and I have to give them credit. I have to give them credit because they did go through a lot of effort to take actual footage from the news, and then for the bits that the news obviously won't show they recreate certain close-ups so that they can accomplish it and they would look at well what were they filming with what was the lighting conditions you know how did that work so for example 
I'm this this first example I'm not entirely sure about. I'm pretty confident, but I could be wrong. But the the woman who jumped to her death. Mm. So you oh, see man. the distance, you see from across the street, it's old, old video. And you see the body plummet from the window and hit the street. And then an ambulance comes over and then the camera moves away. Then all of a sudden the camera's going up close. Now that, I believe, is staged. I believe so too. This part, the close-up is staged, but not the, the distance. Just like the train wreck, that was actual footage of a train accident. But all the close-ups of where you see body parts or people underneath, if, if it's moving, that was staged. They created that so they could have it. Now, if there's a photograph, then they'll actually use real crime scene or, or publication photos for that. But it's lots of little stuff like that that they did that I have to give them credit, you know, for really piecing together something that, you know, it, it sold the bit for all intents yeah. and purposes. I mean, you know, not so much now because we know what to look for, but I can imagine what this was like seeing this back then, you know? Yeah. I mean, like you said, they they fooled me with the dogfight. I thought it was an actual. They added sound effects of growling and and that kind of stuff. And so, you know, like you said, your mind kind of fills the blanks in. So again, you know, I will give them some credit. They they were not complete imbeciles. Uh, some of these scenes, I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming there's not maybe not one overall person uh, in charge of this to say, hey. Can you get that weird, uh, tight-panted Afro uh, weirdo off the set because he sounds so fucking weird? I, I don't want him being my reporter. Uh, just let the man throw a lasso around the alligator and just, 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 just scrap it. I think but, John Allen Schwartz just won. I bet you he's probably a friend of his. That's the thing. I, mean, I bet you, you know they made this with just their friends. I 100% believe that. I was like, this is not a hired actor. This is just like someone is like, hey, can you do this? He's like, yeah, I'll do it. And was visibly uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't even want to be here. Like, oh, God. So um, it, it was hard watching the uh, starvation. Uh, yeah, that was pretty upsetting because that's, so, you know, that's also on some Nat Geo sort of shit, but it's more mm -hmm. exploitative. But yeah, that's just because you're seeing young folks and children and families like genuinely suffering, you know. Right very real thing and that that's pretty pretty unpleasant to see yeah so it it, it, it shifted into like this is this is obviously not uh faked these are real babies who you can't fake this emaciated uh toddler uh maybe you could now but not in the freaking 1970s right. i'm looking at a, a child starving to death so then it got upsetting again that was the second part where i was legitimately upset damn like you got so goddamn hokey and then you kind of shift over to this and you guys are throwing me for a goddamn loop. I, I'm, I am, I'm not having the greatest time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting how they they pull this. I mean, they will go from one extreme of you know, like the the clearly staged grisly attack to just the. the Man, I the, forgot about that one. <laughs> to the dangers of nature and and then they have you know just fires and stuff like that but then we'll go into the social commentary which i love how social commentary is spattered in here throughout and it's just like multiple documentary moments all at once like in the beginning with the slaughterhouse where it's like 
well, I think I'd have to be a vegetarian. Or yeah, perhaps like, man will be the one who destroys the planet through their... Through the, it was like oh I love God. random commentary throughout, which is so far ahead of its time. Like people didn't really say this shit in the seven. I mean, look, I it wasn't entirely unheard of because you know we had the famous commercial from the seventies of the Native American crying as right. a garbage bag is thrown at his feet, but you don't really think about it, you know, as often these days. And then you hear stuff like you know this. As the ocean views, still the crystal blue. Does the rising sun in the morning sky look the same to you? Here's a friendly smile, much too hard to find. Have we lost our sense of brotherhood? With all mankind Jesus doesn't live here anymore Jesus fucking Christ <laughs> We've looked everywhere We need him like before Look inside yourself You will find why Jesus doesn't <laughs> And that is over scenes of uh, a, a garbage strewn over a beach, a nuclear power plant, protests, uh, traffic, roadkill. It, it's it's so. What the fuck? Where did that come from? Yeah, I was like, this song. Oh, fucking sucks. Like, this song is so bad. The lyrics are terrible. It's just, I was like, this, Jesus doesn't live here anymore. Uh, I mean, all right, man. Like, oh, oh, because of because of the garbage? He's like, nah, nah. Like, I mean, like, like I was cool with all that other, like, fucked up shit. But, like, oh, you, you guys aren't going to recycle? I'm out. This is <laughs> fucking stupid. I was like, this is so fucking stupid. And, like, it, even just the, I don't know. I was very frustrated during the, that entire song. It's like you could have gone into like, stats about the amount of waste that's being made and the, how little governments are doing to try to do any kind of clean up. You could have you could have done this where it could have had an impact, and you put this shitty song out that just mean anyone who's looking at it check the fuck out. I was like, okay, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, litter's bad. Cool, 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 cool. Um, oh, you're still singing. Awesome. Well, I, I would like to let the record show that I personally wish that that song was on Apple iTunes because I would bump the shit out of it. Bet you fucking. <laughs> How about the seance sequence with the only visual effect in the entire film of her being possessed uh, by the spirit of the guy's wife and child? Okay. See, this 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 part actually frustrated me <clears throat> because they build it as completely true. Right. Versus like, and like, then this is so full of fantasy. It's so like, well, uh, you know, my my son he died, and then my wife killed himself, and then my house turned into a living hell, and because <laughs> they're haunting him, and, uh, so they, so we brought in real like whatever ghost hunters or 
spookologist or whatever the hell they're called. Spookologist is the yeah. new phrase, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who, by the way, I just want to share that this is the sort of technology that they depend on. Professionals still resorted to techniques developed by ghost hunters of centuries past. Some flowers spread on the floor was still the best method of preserving a ghost footprint. <laughs> what the fuck? We're just going to put flour on the floor while we're using a parabolic microphone. <laughs> and then they have the nerve. They have the fucking nerve to show actual footprints in the flour. Yes, like, they did. Dude, are you serious? Are you are you serious right now? Like, I could have forgiven almost all of this as just, hey, we couldn't actually get the footage of real stuff, so we did reenactments to the best of our ability. But now we're like, no, we're saying this is a documentary. We're saying that we can prove ghosts are real. And I say, you can go fuck, because that's stupid. And then they even had a picture of the ghosts that they oh, show yes. you at the very end. Oh, and uh, not only did they have a picture, but it, it it affected our narrator, Dr. Gross, to this degree. When I studied the pictures that the parapsychologist shot of the ghost of Binder's wife and child, I began to re-examine my whole outlook on death. <laughs> like, what? That looking at a blurry picture of clearly drawn-on ghosts... <laughs> Changed his entire outlook on, on death. death. Yeah, he he's been dealing with dead bodies for twenty some years. But I, yeah, I, I saw a highlighter on a with on a picture, and now I'm like, well, and, and, and what in what way did it change your outlook? It's, that's the shit I'm talking about. Where that sounds, someone wrote that down. It's like, oh, that sounds good, and then you hear it, and you're like, that doesn't she doesn't make any sense. Like, you're just trying to be dramatic, but you're actually not saying shit, and it's annoying. I will offer another WTF about him for me was, can't the dude just wears glasses normally? Wait. Like, one lens was below one eye. Oh, yeah. Or his glasses <laughs> cockeyed so severely in both scenes that one is actually in alignment, the other one's <laughs> tilted way down, so he's looking over it. And it just bugged the shit out of me. Like, who the fuck wears their glasses that way? He's he's a very interesting and intriguing man. You can't have normal glasses when you're that just mysterious. So it just adds a little bit of flavor to the whole mystery. Okay. You know I, I give him points for that. Okay, I'll buy that. Then also I wanted to comment on how in the history of childbirth, this was clearly the easiest childbirth oh, yeah, oh, yeah. ever. And she's done. <laughs> so there you go. They just, they don't even show the baby. They just throw in a, a sound effect of a baby crying and she turns to the side and smiles. It's like, man, God, that was bad. Uh, oh, but, but that you know end what? song, how about that? You know, the, the, the end cut, um, Life? You, uh, you, <sighs> you don't like this song either? A baby cries. No. But look, if you're a film about death, you got to end on life. I didn't get more than 15 seconds through that song. I said, I, no, fuck this. We're done. Oh, well, then not... I'll let you know that you missed the boobs. If you would have been listening longer, then you would have seen some boobs. Well, no, I saw it during the uh, the cannibal scene. Oh, well, yeah, those are blood boobs. I'm talking about like hot <laughs> 
Yes, there was there was lots of cannibal blood. Sorry, during the cannibal scene, there was lots of orgy boobs covered in blood. So if you're yeah, you're you in the, the blood over boobs, and there you go. I mean, that's my kink. So I don't know why you're trying to shame me. On, yeah, like, I apologize. I in a public forum, like right now, yeah, that's, that's not, right. That's <laughs> really not okay. So don't any do that. other big WTFs that stand out to you? <laughs> no, it's just because. It, it, we we just touched a little bit on that, like cannibal uh, human. It wasn't even human sacrifice because the body was already dead. But it was you talk about cults and everyone's going home, home. Like oh, this is so terrible. And they slowly walk. It takes forever for them to get into place. It's like it, it felt like about a five minute thing of everyone slowly walking in, waving their hand over some like rock or some shit. And then they finally like kneel down in front of this body. And I'm like, man, this guy, just make sure, because I'm, I'm checking. I'm like, I want to see that this, this motherfucker's chest move. He showed <laughs> me that his fucking chest moves. And I didn't see it. I'm like, okay, well, I'll give you points for that. And then the cult leader comes in, and he's so over the top. Wu is coincidentally played by the director and writer of the film. Is it him? That oh. is the guy who brought us Faces of Death. He oh, is the man. cult leader. He was, it was so over the top. And he's like, oh, this is our time. And this is you know, we're going to live forever. And he's, he just cuts open. And, you, and you, that one you could see was fake. Like it was this huge mound over top of the guy's body. Oh, when yeah. they're cut, when they're cutting into it, I was like, all right. And he starts pulling shit out. Okay, yeah. fine. You know what? I feel like we're near the end. I, I'll be honest. There's a couple of times I just wiggled my, the mouse on my computer. They're like, how far is the bar through this piece of shit? I got 45 minutes left. Oh, my God. Yep. And then he takes a bite and feeds it to a woman. And I was like, and the, and the narrator mentions the orgy. I was like, I swear to God, if they don't show at least one fucking blood coming through, I'm going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> and to their credit, they showed a couple. And I was like, you know what? Okay. Yeah, fine. You, you, you guys broke even on the scene. Okay, that's fine. Fine. Just move past it and I don't care. That was my last one where I was like, Jesus. But it was just mainly because it was so bad. It's cartoony, yeah. So you're so saying bad. that this didn't do it for you? Brothers and sisters, we have before us a gift. A gift that is going to let us outlive and outlove any and every human being on earth. And all you gotta do is eat a rotten corpse. Yeah, I mean, like, how old is his body? I mean, it looked relatively fresh. He did look he pretty looked... fresh. I'll say that. Yeah, he did look it's pretty probably fresh. because he's a living man with with goop on his chest. Yeah, he's but... just got the uh, the effects plate. Yep. Yeah, so <laughs> we can outlive, and and honestly, instantly that line pissed me off. But then I was like, you know, honestly, it's probably that line probably actually works because. Cults are known for indoctrinating people who need to belong. They, you know, they don't have a lot, a great sense of identity and self worth. So, outliving and outloving, outliving for the people who are selfish, outloving for the people who who need that. I was like, that's actually not that bad of a line if you're just trying to fuck people over and get them to eat an old spleen. So, fine, fine. All right, I think I'm going to have to put that on a t-shirt somewhere. Be like, you know, just getting somebody to eat an old spleen. Fine. Yeah, eating old spleen is fine. I live and I love. All right, Devin, let's let's nail out the real important question here. Okay. How's, how subversive is this film? Now, 
you could look at it either in today's terms or for the time. I prefer to to always lean towards the time in which it was made to to think about that because that's always where some a creator makes their work. So, but it's up to you. How how subversive would you say that this film was? So, trying to like like you said, trying to frame it in the time it came out. Um, one, I think that uh, the evidence spoke for itself that it was banned in I think forty plus countries. But some of that might have been some marketing hullabaloo, but it most sure. certainly was banned at least in England and a no- number of other places where they have like the the lists because of the animal cruelty and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it, it, I could see how, again, with the, like you mentioned, people back then were not exposed to cinema or any type of entertainment like, like we are today. So it was easy to fool them or, you know, help them believe that this is true. So in, in terms of that, and in that, in that, you know, like, like shift, I would, I would find it pretty subversive. I, I, I would think that it, if I were, one younger, if I wasn't say, I mean, it'd be fucked up for me to be an eleven-year-old watching this shit. But if I plenty of did, <laughs> you know, I think this would have affected me, and I think I would have actually believed that a lot of this was true, and I think it really would have made me very, very upset. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of if if this was all real, it would be extremely subversive um, because they're showing a lot of things that are just it, just tough. It's, it, it's tough. Uh, it, there's knocks off to it because obviously uh, we know that it's not, but for the people who believe that it's true, I find it to be a very subversive. Film. Yeah. So what do you give it out of uh, out of ten? Framed in the in the, in the light in the light of the 1978 time frame it's in, I give it like a like a probably like a seven or an eight. Yeah, sounds about yeah. right to me. Yeah. I think if it had just a bit more of of a narrative thread and. You know, if there was more of the doctor, perhaps interludes or showing the purpose, like if he was actually involved in any of these things instead of just him talking over footage that was compiled, then it might have lent it a little bit more. But uh, for what it was, I I agree. You know, it's a film that spawned, again, as we said in the very beginning, numerous, you know, uh, numerous imitators and... It's, you know, some people have said it, it kicked off the found footage thing. I don't necessarily agree because it's not found footage. It posits itself as a documentary. I think, I still think Cannibal Holocaust holds the found footage thing. But this, to me, is the true original shockumentary. Beyond things like Mondo Kane and stuff, this one was the one that said, well, we've already seen uncomfortable behavior and actions in other countries around the world and other documentaries, but we haven't seen how that applies to humans. And I have to give this one credit for that. So, but don't take our word for it. Watch it yourself and decide and then come back and, you know, write to me. Let me know if you agree with what Devin and I say, hit me up at subversive cinema show at gmail.com. You can see this film right now for free on Tubi TV. I'm surprised it's actually streaming somewhere, but it's on Tubi TV. Or you can actually buy the DVD or Blu-ray. If you're going to get the Blu-ray, I'd recommend the 30th anniversary edition. It comes with a whole slew of special features, including making of and various little featurettes that tell you how they did that famous monkey brain-eating scene, as well as other sequences. So, Faces of Death, 1978, pretty damn subversive. Man, check it out. Uh, Devin, as always, thank you. 
for coming on, putting yourself through uh, some very interesting stuff. Uh, I appreciate you more than you'll ever know. <laughs> I want to say um, it's a, it was a pleasure to, to, to be here, but oh my God, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, okay. I'm going to throw you some softballs coming up, coming up. Uh, <laughs> All right. Great. But again, thank you very much for coming out, Devin. It's been awesome. And you heard it here. So check out Faces of Death 1978. You know where to find it. Check it out. Let me know what you think. And until next week, stay subversive. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you leave us a review and a five-star rating at your preferred podcast provider. Tell a friend so they can check it out, too. And follow us on Instagram at subversive underscore cinema for more content. Subversive cinema.